Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you for calling. For English, please stay on the line. Para Español, Marqui Dos. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, back in the warm, smoke-filled recording studio built here at my office. Yes, spring is upon us. It's official. I took the khakis out of the closet yesterday. Hey, the weather has warmed up. So in today's show, I'll let you tell me if it's good or not. Pipe show etiquette. That'll be pipe parts. We'll get into the second part of pipe show etiquette. I promised you two parts. Here comes part number two. My guest, Giacomo Carlesi of Savinelli Pipes. We'll talk to him. Music by request. Let me tell you, I had a had a good weekend. Uh, took my daughter and went with her and her high school band up to Williamsburg, Virginia. Stayed in the Williamsburg area Friday, Saturday came back on Sunday, stopped off at the race in Martinsville. It was our first trip to a short track race, so that was kind of fun to see. I will say that uh, Busch Gardens is uh, built on a bunch of hills, and my legs got one heck of a workout. Got a little bit of a shout-out coming up to them at the end. One thing that Busch Gardens really does right, it was a cold day, but they were pouring Starbucks coffee in about five different locations, Great places to uh, find a park bench and sit in a smoking area and smoke my pipe and relax with a cup of coffee, hit the rides. It was a lot of fun. Highly suggest it, but I will warn you that uh, if you're going to Bush Gardens, plan on walking up and down a lot of hills. Uh, Daughters Band did really well. They kind of swept the competition for their classes and their grades, so we're all real happy with that. At the end of the show, mailbag and a little shout-out instead of a rant. Up in the mailbag, I'll talk about tonight's auctions. Notice I said auctions for the JDRF. So, everybody, grab a pipe, grab a bowl. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to SmokingPipes.com. Sit back, relax. Here goes episode number 30 of the Pipes Magazine radio show. This is Internet Radio. SmokingPipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at SmokingPipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. Welcome back. Let's get right into pipe parts. All right, at pipe shows and the etiquette that I like to see at pipe shows. First of all, let me explain. There's basically four different kinds of exhibitors at a pipe show. 
There are dealers or retailers. Some of the internet-based and some traditional brick-and-mortars are all at these shows. Then there's individual pipe collectors, pipe collectors that have a whole bunch of pipes in their collection, and the tradition has been to bring them to uh, sell extra ones or trade or buy and sell, and you can kind of figure out which ones they are because they're just regular pipe collectors like us that get a table. Then there's manufacturers like myself, tobacco manufacturers, pipe manufacturers, accessory manufacturers, and you'll tell them easily because there'll be one brand or a couple of brands very focused on one line. The last thing is the artisans. The artisans or the uh, pipe carvers will be anybody from uh, regular, you know, from prices of $150 up to multiple thousands of dollars. There will also be accessory artisan makers, guys that make really good tampers, really nice pipe bags, all kinds of accessories. And I lump them into the artisans because you're buying from an individual that handcrafts the product. So here is my favorite thing, my rule number one. Ask before you pick something up. Simple. Just ask the person that's watching the table or overseeing the table, hey, do you mind if I pick that up? No problem. Ask first before you pick something up. Second thing, introduce yourself. A lot of us know each other by uh, avatars on forums or by email names or whatever it may be. Introduce yourself. Shake hands face-to-face. It's person-to-person. It'll also make the dealing go a little bit better. Do not be shy if you pick up something and it's out of your price range. I do that often. I will want to look at something, and if I identify that it's out of my price range right away, obviously I will you know, look at it closely, but I may not want to pick it up. But if you pick up something and it's out of your price range, don't feel bad. Don't be ashamed. Just simply say, wow, that is really nice. You know, Compliment the person on the product, whatever it is, but don't feel bad about it either. So don't be shy about asking to pick stuff up. Don't be shy about introducing yourselves. Don't be shy about also letting somebody know that their product's really nice, but it may not fit in your price range. Now, if you remember back a couple of weeks ago, I said set your budget. Whether it be pipes that you're going to bring in to trade or cash that you're bringing with you, whatever it is, set your budget. Figure out what your budget is for the trip. If it's pipes that you're going to trade, the dealers and the retailers are more likely to do that because they will always regularly bring in estate pipes or buy pipes from individuals and turn around and sell them back. The collectors are less likely to do that unless it's something that fits into their collection or something that they want for their collection. The manufacturers and the artisans generally no, not at all. When I'm there I'm representing what I sell and I can't take a trade in for my product. So the manufacturers and the artisans, most artisan pipe makers are there to sell their pipes. The artisan crafted leather goods, those guys are there to sell their stuff. They're not there to trade. Some of them may, but it, it's a it's a long shot. When you're dealing with a dealer or a retailer, keep in mind you're going to get a percentage of what they think they can sell it back for. So, for example, if they think they can sell the pipe for $100, you're 
you might get 55 to $60 in credit with them towards a purchase. So that's how a trade-in works. With the collectors, it's open negotiations, wheeling and dealing. You got a pipe, they got a pipe, you figure it out and you work out the deal. When it comes to buying for price, and this goes to a thread that I saw yesterday on the forums, most dealers and retailers, most manufacturers are going to be offering some sort of show special, so you will get a better deal for being there. Some of the artisans, sometimes you'll see them offer a a little bit of a pipe show special on their product. With the dealers and the retailers, they've pretty much got their deals set, and that's it. When you're talking to an individual collector, again, it's kind of open negotiation. So if you see a pipe, or when you're dealing with a dealer, if you see a pipe and you think it's priced a little high, especially if you're dealing in it, if you're looking at buying an estate pipe, ask if they can do any better. Ask if this is what I, you know, tell them this is what I was thinking, this is what I had budgeted for it. See if they're willing to. If they're not, fine, accept that and be courteous to them. Don't get grumpy. When you're dealing with the manufacturers and the artisans, there's pretty much not room for negotiating. And the reason I say that is manufacturers have to set their prices to protect the retail business, so it's not a wheel-and-deal situation. Here's the prices at the pipe show. You buy it or you don't. Artisans, same thing. They have to protect the value of their product. The other thing I want you to keep in mind with an artisan pipe maker, that is primarily their sole source of income. So when you're asking them to give you a $100 discount on a $500 pipe, you're asking them to give up one-fifth of their time that they put into that pipe. It might be that pipe might have taken them three days of work to, to do, 24, 25 hours of work on it total when you look at from start to finish. You're asking them to give up one-fifth of their time. They've priced their pipes based off of what they need to sell them for, what they think they're worth, They've priced them based off of their scale. I very rarely ever see an artisan wheel and deal with somebody. I don't think it's polite to ask them. They're artists. You want to make sure and treat them with respect. The tobacco manufacturers. Uh, Tobacco manufacturers will have some open tins there for sampling. I used to represent a tobacco manufacturer. If they offer you to take a bowl of tobacco to go sample... Just take a bowl, please. This isn't the buffet at Golden Corral where you dig in and eat as much as you can. They've brought a certain amount of tobacco, and you just want a sample. You just want to take a sample, a bowlful. That's the kind and courteous thing. Now, going back to that thread that I saw in the forums yesterday, yeah, the selection is better early in the day, but you're right. Sometimes collectors will want to move something because they've bought something, so the prices will come down. Tobacco manufacturers oftentimes will do deals on open sample tins at the end of the show. Everybody else can pretty much bring their product back, so sometimes you'll see a little fever pitch build up at the end. The main thing that I want you to do at a pipe show is look at everything, talk to everybody, meet people, introduce yourself, get around, have a good time, learn a lot. Don't be shy. Introduce yourself. Shake hands with people. Ask questions. Ask why do they like this. Look at a whole bunch of pipes that you may not get a chance to see in person. So 
that is pipe show etiquette part two or getting ready for the pipe show and now we're at the pipe show got any questions post them on the forums i'll uh, check in on that and let you know next week in uh, just a minute giacomo carlesi there's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine missouri meerschaum corncob pipe an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show the export and brand manager for Savinelli, Giacomo. And Giacomo, please pronounce your last name for me. Carlesi, yes. Giacomo is from Italy, born, raised, and educated, and it is a absolute delight to have you on the phone with me. Uh, Giacomo, how long have you worked for Savinelli? Well, first of all, thank you for hosting me in your show, and uh, buongiorno a tutti, uh, all the Italian uh, uh, listeners, and uh, yeah, basically I started to work in Savinelli in uh, June uh, 2010. Uh, I graduated uh, in a business school uh, uh, in north of Milan, and uh, and uh, one month after I got my my bachelor, uh, they hired me in uh, in Savinelli. Uh, <clears throat> my basically my my job was uh, well, was very easy to say, but kind of difficult to 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 put it into reality because they were they were searching for an export manager, which was a person who was able to travel. Uh, basically everywhere, and, and promote uh, the brand Savinelli uh, outside Italy. The brand Savinelli is very famous, uh, one of the most famous pipe uh, uh, brands in the world, uh, but uh, uh, the, the, the biggest sales uh, is made outside Italy, like 90% of the sales, basically. And, uh, and that's where uh, the, the biggest job has to be done. So to visit country by country, uh, search for distributors, search for retailers, uh, in order to expand uh, uh, the sales. Um, I was a little bit nervous because it was my, basically my first job, apart from an internship uh, that I did in General Electric, but uh, it's a totally different story. Uh, it, it was my first job, and uh, the idea to travel and to visit uh, new places uh, was really exciting, uh, but at the same time was... Uh, was was kind of difficult also because nobody nobody was there to teach me how to do it basically uh, the CEO uh, Mrs. Sonia Rivolta um, hired me and didn't put me next to me a tutor or a, a, a responsible for the for the department basically I was alone uh, one of the first trips that I did was in in China. Uh, at that time, uh, I was there with uh, the CEO, really interesting uh, country. I, I was already there with the university as, as a student, but when you go there for business, it's also a different feeling. Uh, doing business uh, with uh, uh, Chinese customers is very challenging. Uh, they, um, they always consider uh, uh, any time of the day the best time uh, to, to make a deal for them. So you always have to be... Uh, really um, focused on, on what you say, how you say it, uh, because they always take advantage. Uh, 
Uh, and again, the biggest strength is their language, because it's one of the most difficult languages to understand, so they use it as a very good weapon when they negotiate with you. Now, you, you, are, you are a young guy. You're 28 years old? Correct. In the United States, we are seeing more and more young people smoking a pipe. Have you seen that also all around the world when you travel? In, uh, I have to say, uh, a little bit less than in the United States, uh, <clears throat> which is not uh, bad news because uh, I believe that the United States uh, is, in this, uh, mm, in this world, in the pipe industry, is uh, always anticipating trends. So it might be that uh, it's, uh, it, it will start here. It is starting, but it's a reality. Uh, it is starting here. And afterward, uh, it will move uh, in other countries. Chinese, for example, China, which is also a huge market for Savinelli, they like to copy what uh, Europeans and also Americans do. So if they see young people smoking pipes, they will do it. Even if they don't like it, they do it. <laughs> because that's how they, 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 want to be, they want to be similar to, 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 to Europeans and Americans. So they, they, they will follow the trend. Um, that's uh, and, and the same thing is I, I think for South America, Europe. Uh, that's where I see a little bit more complication because Europe doesn't follow trends. Um, so, but still, I I, I think it's uh, steady. How to say steady? Basically, the the consumers, uh, the average age on a on a pipe consumer is uh, is uh, above 50 years old. That's uh, that's where we are now. But I still see a lot of, uh, with the Internet, the networks and blogs, a lot of young people are there, and they want to be active. They want to be part of the community. And uh, so what I notice is that one young pipe smoker is more loud than 10, uh, <laughs> I say, uh, old, but I don't want to offend anybody, uh, uh, traditional, let's say, pipe smoker. Because uh, they they want to they want to share their opinions, uh, they want to 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 let uh, uh, the producers know their taste, uh, what they want, uh, recommendations, uh, uh, and this is really important. And they have the internet as a way to communicate it. Exactly, and they know how to use it really well. Yeah, let's talk specifically about Savinelli. It okay. How old is the company? Well, the company uh, was uh, is a is a long tradition in uh, in the pipes. I mean, they started they they got founded in uh, the 1876, so uh, it's a huge tradition. It's still family owned by the Savinelli family. Uh, it's still family managed. Uh, Giancarlo Savinelli is uh, currently the uh, the president of the company. He's still active. He's still checking the production. And um, so it's uh, a, a huge tradition in pipes. <clears throat> Everybody, uh, one of the biggest uh, um, questions that, uh, that I get when I travel around is regarding uh, the factory. Many people don't like to associate a pipe with the, manif with the factory production, a factory method of producing it. And uh, it's a little bit different uh, than what I, I see in Savinelli because, um, in my opinion, uh, the, the factory, the Savinelli factory doesn't produce 
pipes, they produce pipe makers. They produce people who then are able to create uh, really nice pipes. But first of all, uh, they, 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 they teach uh, a job that uh, is currently disappearing. So it's a school of art. Uh, uh, and then afterward, uh, you, you can have, uh, of course, uh, the people behind the pipe that uh, are the real creators, are the, are the real uh, uh, inventors of, of, of many of the news that they launch every year. Uh, and I'm not saying just the autograph. I'm saying all the rest. So all the lines that we consider medium to high or, or also very expensive, like the Pultoro, the, the Golden Jubilee, all these pipes are, uh, come from artists. So they are all unique in a way. When an artist or when, when somebody starts working for Savinelli, do they begin working on, say, like the Baronet or the Alligator line and then move their way up? Well, they usually, I think, they, what they do, they start in a department. So they okay. learn one phase at a time. So, um, for example, uh, uh, usually they start with the polishing. Uh, but uh, in the last, uh, uh, since I came, but even a little bit before, so I'm saying uh, four years, in the last four years, Savinelli faced a, a, a lack, uh, a shortage of workers. So they hired uh, uh, several people, five to eight, which is a big number if you think that the, the overall workers do not exceed uh, 45, something like that. So uh, it's a big number. And they introduce two or three people in each department. So in the carving, in the polishing, in the drilling machines, uh, in the rustication area. So everybody got uh, new uh, people, which became a problem because uh, in, in compared to, other, to all the other industries, when you hired new people in uh, a pipe factory, instead of, of increasing the production, the paradox is that you reduce the production because... Uh, not only these people are new and they have to learn, and it takes years to learn, but the people who are already know how to make the pipes, they have to, to, to stop and explain to them. So it's a really, really long-term investment, what they are doing, in expanding the, the production capacity, because it will take to them uh, at least three more years, four years to to. To, um, to produce new workers. Yeah. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the quantity and the different grades of pipes that Savinelli makes. So we'll be back in just a minute. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> in fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. 
Welcome back. Giacomo is still on the phone with us. Giacomo, how many pipes a year does Savinelli make? Approximately during the year, they produce uh, 100,000 pipes in uh, all the different series uh, and price ranges. And can you describe the difference in, say, like just the the briar wood that is used in what would be like an alligator or a baronet versus the briar that's used in an autograph? Yeah, basically the, the briar is uh, is the most difficult part. It's the raw material, and uh, being nature uh, coming from from nature, being under the ground, it's subjected to all kind of uh, uh, possible problems. Uh, and uh, imperfections, so it's really, really, really difficult to find uh, the perfect piece uh, of, of briar. So uh, Savinelli has, uh, uh, has always had the same suppliers, briar suppliers. Uh, um, one of the oldest is from Calabria, uh, and they keep buying briar for him since many, many years. Um, for the autograph, they buy directly a different kind of briar. They call it plateau. It's slightly bigger. And, uh, and it's supposed to be of a higher quality, with a much better grain. But uh, <clears throat> the grain, uh, or sometimes how, how they call it in the factory, the, the flame. Uh, when they say flame instead of grain, it's because flame is really homogeneous, unique. Basically, it, it's, it, you see the full flame. The grain, instead of sometimes, is just a partial flame. So that's, that's a difference. But... Uh, Again, it's really difficult to find the perfect grain. And sometimes you can see it only when you carve it. That's why it, it takes uh, maybe 15 years to learn how to make an autograph. Because once you start uh, with the plateau uh, to work it, to carve it, and you notice uh, um, differences in, in the material, imperfections, maybe there is a little hole or the flame is, uh, is interrupted, uh, then uh, as you go on, you change the shape uh, uh, on, on real time, according to, to, you have to follow the wood. You have to follow the directions that the wood gives to you. So, and this is the most difficult part. And uh, that's why who makes the autograph in the factory are basically currently two, three people uh, who are allowed to make them. And uh, they are real uh, artists, uh, pipe makers. And uh, and, and what I, I like to say is uh, um, last year I was in a pipe show in uh, San Francisco and uh, I brought with me some autographs to show and everything. And uh, there was uh, a couple of people that came to me and said, look, I am a pipe collector, I'm a pipe smoker, I love these pipes, I want to buy them, but I always buy a pipe when I have a story behind it. Because I want to have a memory behind this pipe, I want to remember why I bought it, uh, and I want to put it in my collection with this memory. So can you please ask to the person in Italy who made it to sign it? Uh, <laughs> which was very strange because these people who make autographs, again, they work in Savinelli since 50 years. They did half a century of working in Savinelli. They started wow. when they were very little. They are really expert. When I asked them these uh, uh, requests from the customer, they said no, because we are not uh, artists. We are Savinelli employees. So, and, uh, and this is a really interesting point because uh, um, what comes first, the artist, the name of the person who made it, or the brand Savinelli? It, it's, uh, it's a thrilling thing because uh, these people are loyal. They don't want to be upfront to the brand. 
Uh, and I think it's important to remain with the idea that they come from Savinelli, which is uh, a factory of artists, pipe makers, uh, branded by, that make by, uh, pipes branded Savinelli. And this is, must be uh, remain the same, because that's how it's been in the last uh, century and a half. And yet these artists are so humble that they continue to make the pipes in the tradition of Savinelli and not in their own name. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, they can be easily, uh, in my opinion, uh, I met other pipe makers, so I, I know that uh, these people can easily become huge, uh, uh, not, not, not huge, but very famous pipe makers, but uh, it's not their goal. Their goal is to work with Savinelli. They, they also, because with Savinelli, they have uh, a, a brand that uh, pro promotes them, protects them, and uh, helps them in developing their estro. For them, it's, it's, it's one of the priorities. For a person that is not familiar with the Savinelli brand, is there a particular Savinelli pipe that you suggest they start out with? We came out uh, last year with a series is called the One, the One Pipe. Basically, it's a set already assembled uh, that you can find in, uh, in the store. And in this set, you have a pipe, simple pipe, so also at a reasonable price, with uh, pipe cleaners, a pipe tool, and uh, also a little uh, pipe bag in order to carry everything with you. Uh, so what is missing there? Just a tobacco and a lighter. So usually when you go in the store, you always have to assemble this kit by your own or the, or the store uh, manager has to make it for you. In this case, we already did it, prepared it for you. So I think that's a very good uh, uh, idea uh, because it starts, it's a starting kit. And uh, usually at the beginning, uh, uh, it's always good to start with the uh, uh, easy pipe, uh, basic pipe, uh, of course not with an autograph, uh, yes. because uh, you, you will not enjoy it. <laughs> Very few people, their first car is a Ferrari. Exactly, but uh, if you, when, when you are learning to drive with a Ferrari, it's, uh, you, you, don't, uh, uh, you, you cannot uh, use all the, the potential of the car yet, because uh, you are not skilled. Giacomo, the other thing that Savinelli is very famous for is the 6mm balsa filter. Can you explain that to the listeners? Yeah, basically the, the balsa filter has been, uh, I would say, an invention of, uh, of Savinelli. Um, this material is particularly uh, good in, uh, uh, when used as a filter because it has the, 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 the ability to absorb all the moisture and, uh, and to, let's say, pu purify the smoke. And uh, so we always uh, sell every single pipe with uh, a, 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 some uh, balsa filters uh, uh, samples inside the box. And, and, of course, we also sell the balsa filter uh, by itself. We always recommend it to use um, in case, uh, uh, and we have many pipe smokers that uh, don't, uh, don't use it, prefer to to not uh, go with the balsa, we also furnish in every box the um, possibility to make uh, uh, your pipe an adapter to turn the pipe from 6 to uh, 3 millimeter filter. In this way, you can, make, you can smoke it unfiltered. If a pipe smoker is 
using the balsa filter and they smoke a traditional aromatic, how many bowls mm -hmm. on average should they should they smoke before they change the balsa filter? Well, uh, I think it's, it's always depending of, of, of each single pipe smoker. It's, it's very personal, how you smoke it, uh, how strong is your smoke, how fast. But uh, I think on average I recommend every three bowls to change it. And maybe after the first bowl to rotate one edge to another. Ah. So you use both edges. With that, we'll wrap it up. But instead of the fast five final questions, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that are, because you're Italian and because I love this, I want your opinion. Are you ready? Ready. What is the best way to drink espresso? Okay, the best way to drink espresso, and uh, I try to find it here in the U.S., but I'm having some difficulties. First of all, espresso, the word espresso means fast. So you have to drink it standing, never sit down, because that's how we do it in Italy. We have to stand on the bar, on the bar table, order it. The cup must be hot. You put just half a spoon of sugar, you mix it, and you drink all at once. That's it. Really fast. It's not, so, it's not a tea. You're, we are not here to, to chat. In the morning, Italians are not chatty, you know, especially early mornings. They want to get the espresso in order to wake up and go to work. And do you have a favorite brand of espresso? One, uh, one brand, uh, well, of course, I, uh, instead of brand of espresso, I would like to talk about my coffee machine who makes espresso. It's called Bialetti. It's, uh, it's a classic Italian uh, espresso machine for home, in-house. And uh, it's the mocha machine. And um, and for the favorite brand, I always try to mix because being always around, uh, I always try new blends uh, or I mix them. Uh, when I went to Nicaragua um, uh, for for uh, for the cigar business, I also uh, went back with a few great uh, coffee blends, which I have no idea where they came from <laughs> because they was a little bit confusing. But uh, uh, again, it must be uh, dark roasted, and the grinding has to be thin enough in order to work in the Bialetti uh, mocha machine. So the machine is more is more important to you than the actual bean? Well, they are both really, really important. But without the machine, you can have the best bean in the world. <laughs> but not the espresso. And then we'll switch to something else that I'm just now learning. What is your okay. favorite... What is your favorite Italian wine? Okay, I am from uh, from Florence, so I grew up in Tuscany, and uh, uh, my the best wine that I that I really really miss uh, here, uh, and I like to drink it with my friends in uh, in Florence is is called the Bruciato. Uh, it's a wine made uh, in Castelletto Carducci, which is a little city on uh, on the coast of Tuscany, and. Um, to give you some uh, some better ideas, is a 60% Cabernet Sauvignon, 30% Merlot, and 10% Syrah. Very strong wine, uh, characteristic of the Tuscany uh, land. Um, we call it bruciato. Bruciato it means something that is bar burning, ah. uh, and 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 that's it's a funny history because the the name of this wine uh, it's uh, I mean as all the the, the fairy tales no? the origin of this wine was not uh, uh, um, was unwanted. Uh, was something that came uh, uh, accidentally. 
it was a bad year of Sassicaia, and uh, so the owner said this year is burned, bruciato. Uh, but then uh, he realized uh, that it was a waste of time and money to, to throw away an entire year of Sassicaia. So they came out with this other wine, Bruciato. And uh, it was a great success. And from that, uh, they produce it and they always drink it. So now I have something new to look for when I'm shopping. Good, good. I will, when I come back to Florence, I will try to send you a bottle. Oh, wonderful. That, that would be much enjoyed. Okay. We'll wrap this up. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, before we go? Well, uh, I take this opportunity also to to have uh, to say hi to one of the person that uh, uh, first when I came in U.S. introduced me in the American pipe industry. He has a huge expert in in, in this industry. His name is Ruben Hisidron. Hello, Ruben. Ruben, I hope you're listening. Giacomo, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Please tell all the artisans at Savinelli how much all of the pipe smokers across the world appreciate their work. Thank you, Brian, for having me. I hope uh, my English was not that uh, catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, arrivederci a tutti gli ascoltatori italiani. Hmm? Okay. And, and with I that, hello to all the Italian listeners, obviously. <laughs> And with that, I'll say ciao, and we'll be back with more in just a minute. There's nothing quite like a good book, or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back. Giacomo is a class act. He will be returning to uh, Italy shortly and uh, heading back to school to work on his advanced degree. So I wish him all the best. Hopefully we'll keep in touch. Hey, listen, music-wise, I got a request a couple of weeks ago for some John Lee Hooker. And I found a song that uh, just kind of fit perfectly considering I did a bunch of traveling last weekend got the Raleigh Pipe Show that I'm traveling to next weekend, so we're going with the blues and a little traveling blues from John Lee Hooker. When I first started to hope on A freight train was my only friend When I first started Hoboken A freight train was my only friend But next time I hope, oh boy Gonna have my baby by my side And my dear old mother She won't have to worry no more Mmm -hmm. Lord have mercy, baby Cry. I ain't gonna hold out this time. 
so rough by john lee hooker and yes the road is rough but uh, at least i'm not hoboing on a train i'm hopping in the car and heading to hotels mail call. in the mailbag Uwe from bavaria germany checked in thank you for listening glad we're helping you out with your english hopefully you won't pick up too many bad habits from me lots of nice comments about uh, craig cobine yeah it's amazing that he does it all for free that is uh, one heck of a job to organize that show. A couple months ago, we talked to Chris Tarler from Cornell and Deal. Morning Drive Time, the first in the series of tobaccos that he talked about, is now available and out, so make sure and check that out. Real breaking news, not a fake funny story. No, real breaking news. Check out the front page of PipesMagazine.com and you'll see the news release where McBaron has purchased the Sutliff Pipe Tobacco Factory in Richmond, Virginia from Altatus. So there's some real breaking news. On the uh, funnier side, I wonder if the Cyprian, if the bailout of Cyprus is going to affect the cost of Cyprian Latakia. I want to say a special thank you to everybody that has bid on the two pipes for the JDRF auction that we've sold already, plus we've received some direct donations from you very kind listeners. Please keep those up. We've raised a little bit over $350, and have I got some stuff sitting right here on my desk, and 100% of the proceeds is going to go directly to help anybody suffering from juvenile diabetes People like my daughter, make sure and check out the videos that uh, Kevin's been posting the YouTube links to, and you'll see what it's like to live like a diabetic. You can go to jdrf.org. There's a link on the page for the radio show to go directly to my daughter's walk page to learn more about what is going on with these people and these kids and what the family life is like. Part of the reason why I was in Williamsburg, Virginia was because... It's just not fair to send my daughter off with a group of chaperones and have to deal with helping her out with her medication and her insulin. So I was there. That's part of the deal of what the parents of diabetics have to go through all the time. Up for auction right now. Donated to us from PipesAndCigars.com. Thank you, guys. This is a beautiful Bjarn Viking classic. It's about a quarter bent billiard. Gorgeous little asymmetrical treatment to the shank. A little silver is a nice nice little uh, addition to it. Really good-looking cross-grain pipe with some good-looking bird's eye. Virgin bowl on the inside. I know this pipe will color up nicely. And remember, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the JDRF to help kids like my daughter. And through the overwhelming kindness of you listeners out there, 
4.Sassini was nice enough to send us the Pipe Smokers Ephemeris book number one with the card filled out to him dated March 1981 from the late Tom Dunn. This is book number one of the Ephemeris. It covers all the Pipe Smokers Ephemerises or Ephemerize from 1965 to 1979. It is bound in a hardcover and gorgeous and full of wonderful reading. I'm just been I've been skimming through it since I've had it, and it is really good stuff. Lots of history. Well over 500 pages of pipe talks, pipe chats. And remember, the Pipe Smokers Ephemeris, this was the first real chat room for pipe collectors. So this book and the pipe going up as separate auctions right now on briarbid.com. Register on Briarbid, bid heavy on these. I'm going to keep an eye on them because I don't know if I want to let this ephemeris go. Every one of you that donates or bids on this is going to help out kids like my daughter. So I appreciate it. They appreciate it. Let's bid these things up fast, high, and heavy. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. Well, this week I found something to rave about. Yeah, something to shout out about, something to celebrate a little bit, and here's how it goes. So as I said, I was at Bush Gardens on uh, Saturday. Wandering around, having a good time. Daughter was off with her friends, so I got to spend some alone time wandering around the parks, smoking my pipe in spots, having coffee. Anyway, they got a brand new roller coaster there called Verbolton, and it's themed after a Bavarian taxi ride or something like that off into the Black Forest, and it's got some good little tricks in it and everything. In the line, while I'm wandering through the queue, looking around at all the decorations... They've got one sign for a travel agency, and I don't understand it because it's in German, but hopefully Kevin got the picture up onto the webpage for, uh, up onto the radio show page. There's a pipe smoker. Pipe smoker listed in the, or shown in the picture. So, my thank you to the folks at Bush Gardens, the designers of the ride, for showing a pipe smoker doing something and not making it a cartoon. It looks like it is a real old ad from Germany, 1940s, 1950s, celebrating hiking in the Alps or something like that. But there it is for everybody to see a pipe smoker pictured in an amusement park attraction because they wanted to theme it to a time period and keep it looking authentic. So there you go. Shout out to Bush Gardens. Great place to go and have a cup of coffee, wander around, go on a couple of rides for the day. 
that is the show. I want to make sure and let everybody know that I will be at uh, the Raleigh show at uh, on Saturday. So Friday, this Saturday the 13th, I'll be at the Raleigh show. Chicago Pipe Show coming up May uh, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. If you didn't get enough of it yet, you cannot afford to not go to a pipe show. If you can get to one, you'll learn a lot. You'll meet a lot of fun people. Make sure to follow me on Facebook. Please keep leaving us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. I will be uh, next week giving you a review of the Raleigh Show. We'll update you on all the JDRF auctions. Please make sure and check those out on briarbid.com. Bid them up, bid them fast and furious. Remember, 100% of that money goes directly to the JDRF, and they're only available on briarbid.com. Hey, listen, if you want to advertise on the show, contact Kevin Godby at pipesmagazine.com. We'd love to help you out. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you to SmokingPipes.com. And I will finally say, until next time. Cares about the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Disneyland in 1956. Nothing worked. Yeah, but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists.